0: Welcome back to Daily DVR. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Become a patron at slash DVR. We love all you patrons. Going to be trying to bring you more pods. And today I'm here. It's Silo with Solo. We're going to talk a little Silo. We're going to talk a little other shows. We haven't even talked about it yet. We're winging it once again. TV catch up. Just want to get on the airwaves and say hello, express our opinions and spend time with ourselves and each other. What's up, Solo?
1: I'm excited for the debut of Silo with Solo and Folo.
0: (laughs) Silo with Solo and Folo.
1: You have to give it a pause. (laughs) Yeah, you get the dot, dot, dot.
0: Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, So you have been watching Silo. I have been watching Silo. um, I think... Did we talk about it a little bit or did Andy and I? I think Andy and I talked about it. I think
1: that's, it. A U, that's a you and Andy because I just started okay. it like a week ago and we, we got caught up groovy, this weekend. Groovy. The Apple TV Plus show created by one of my favorites, Graham Yost. Yeah. Created Justified, yep. baby. Yep. Which is coming back in July. Yeah. FX.
0: I never finished Justified. I think I watched oh. the last season I watched was the one with Margot Martindale. That's like um, season two. Yeah, I think that was where I I, I just never oh. got back to it. It's, I liked it. I just never got back to it.
1: Oh, it's a fantastic show. Okay. I've seen it through the end and it's one of my all-time favorites. But anyway, enough about Justified, Margot Martindale style. Let's talk some Silo, baby. So spoilers for the first eight episodes of Silo. All right. Because we can't talk about it without spoilers.
0: Yep. So spoilers, if if you have not, uh, if you're not caught up with Silo, um, the last episode, I don't know, you wouldn't know the episode title anyway. (laughs) Just basically, if you didn't see last week's episode, which came out on Thursday, then, you know, wait to listen to this pod, but get into it solo. Where are you at with Silo? Everyone dies that I like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you got Sheriff Holston played by David Iello. Love him. I, I, is that how I'll, I'll tell you pronounce his name? Pretty close. He, yeah. I don't think of Danny Iello, but I've heard it pronounced like Aiello. They're both Italian. Iello Oh hey, yeah, hello. I don't know if he's Italian, but hey, on this part he is. Um, big, big fan of his. There was this one show he did early on. Uh it was a... I want to say it's, it's called like The Last Five Days or something. It was like a miniseries. HBO had picked it up from BBC. And it's like his daughter goes missing. And oh, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, and, uh,
0: holy cow. I remember that.
1: that. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look for it. Um, Yeah, and also the uh, stuff.
1: The attorney on Ozark, yeah, he played Martin Luther King. I mean, he's been, I think he was in True Detective. Wasn't he in first season of True Detective? Or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, else.
0: I don't know if he was. He wasn't one of my favorite ever HBO miniseries that I so wish they did another season of, which is the number one ladies detective agency. I fucking love that show. That was so awesome. It's like African set, uh, detective show, just great oh, cast, nice. the visual. I yeah. The, on the sets and, and the locations were amazing. It was just really cool. But, um, I'm still looking for what that, what, what that name of that thing is. I can't
1: find it. The next, the next five. No, it's not the last three days. I thought it was like the first five days. Oh, okay. like the-
0: well, we know, Oh, five days. That's just called five days.
1: Oh, is that all it's called? Yep. Five I put days. in all these other things, but the.
0: A five-part uh-huh. miniseries that revolves around the disappearance of a young mother in a quiet British suburb and the circumstances that leave her children abandoned far from home. Oh, I wonder if this is still on Max.
1: It is. Okay. Because I recently rewatched it like a year ago. Nice. Like about a year ago. And I, and I started to think, did I watch the last two episodes? Like I can't remember if I did or not because I don't I didn't remember him, but um, one of the uh, the the lawyer on the first couple of seasons of The Ozark, she plays like a a, a inspector. She's really good. I mean, it's a really great cast. You'll see, uh, you know, one of the police officers on Luther. Like it's the whole like British cast that rocks uh, that I love in everything. But and I digress. When I when I saw that he was um, leading this. Even though Rebecca Ferguson's face is on silo, I figured we're going to, you know, all right, Holston, I like this. And then he's like, I want to go out. I'm like, no, don't go out. Take it back. (laughs) Stay in with us. Stay in. Stay in with us (laughs) and the DVR podcasting network. And then I really loved the performance done by, uh, and why can't I remember her name? Uh, From The Office and Parks and Rec. Uh, God, I, this is awful for podcasting. How do I not know from the, office. she got the two famous parents, uh, uh, on this show. Yeah. She was in the pilot episode. His wife played his wife. Oh, oh
0: yes. Oh, I, oh yeah. Gosh, I'm forgetting her name too. Uh, I'm looking in the, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to look in the camera. I'm
1: trying, I'm scrolling and I can't
0: to, to find it. She's got to be a heroine. Maybe she didn't get a.
1: No, I thought she was. Yeah, no, she was definitely in the credits.
0: Um, This is an exciting podcast. Jones,
1: Quincy Jones's daughter. Oh, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Yeah. And the lady from uh, Twin Peaks, the actress.
0: Yes. Yep. Yep.
1: Okay. Anyway, let's get back on track because that was like awful podcasting right there. I thought her performance (laughs) to start in the pilot was phenomenal. Yeah. Like I was really into it. And I, I think it's one of her best performances. And, you know, I was it was so heartbreaking when, you know, she goes outside, uh, you know, cleans the the camera. Yep. Yep. And then just plops down. And then of course Holston does the same thing a couple years later in the show. And you're left like, wait a minute, these are my two favorite guys. Or gal and guy. I mean, I, I was like, ah. And then I go, okay, my boy, Bill Patton, freaking old disheveled sheriff, love him. Then he gets murdered. (laughs) I'm like, are are you serious? And, but, uh, but I will say this, the world building of the silo, the, the way it's shot, just, I mean, everything, even though, out of the eight episodes, there's a couple I'm just like, all right, enough with this investigation of a Pez dispenser relics. I'm like, come on, because one of the big things is when um, Juliet Nichols, Rebecca Ferguson, played by Rebecca Ferguson, goes down on the rope, yes, into like the water, yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, how the hell is she gonna get back up? I would be done. Uh, but I was like, so like, is there a tunnel there? Is there water? What what what's that all about? And they kind of have left that so far. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the big cliffhanger yeah. in one of the episodes. And then it was like, oh, then you see her climb back up and she's, you know. Ah, so uh, that's the one thing I was like, wait a minute, go there. But that does seem to me as a potential season or series ending type thing. But why hit that now? Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all, Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, the, you know, silo, the, the whole community feels kind of like you're on the set of Rome, <laughs> you know, the show Rome on HBO, uh, feels like with the stairs and the flags. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love Holston's apartment. I love it. Um, it's kind of like Desmond in the hatch, kind of like the production design. Hatch
0: yeah. The production design is fantastic. And actually I've read a couple articles and heard some podcasts complimenting that how, and it's very well lit for a place that's underground the whole time. Right? Like yeah, everything's yeah. very well lit. Um, except when it's totally not, which is I think how reality would be if a people lived under you. I mean, for health reasons too, they have like these really high bright lights, you know, and they have areas that mm-hmm. see, that seem more open and you know, the whole thing centers around that staircase, I think the production design is fantastic. But what you were talking about with getting back to the beginning stuff, I think for mm-hmm. me, that is my major, not qualm, but, my, you know, when you have a show like this, there's another show I watch similarly from starring our old friend, Harold Perrineau from Lost. He leads the show. It's fantastic. I love this show from. But it has a central mystery that is central to why they there, why they are there. Like literally no spoilers. It's not much of a spoiler because you find out within the first couple seconds of the show. The show is basically about they're in this place that they can't escape a small town and they don't know why they're there. I'll leave it at that.
1: Oh, God, I got to watch this. It's great. That's my like, that's like my wayward pines kind of yes
0: stops. solo you'd love from except what, what station it's on it's MGM? on i think it's on mgm plus and which is yeah. also um I, I don't think it's why am stall- i shouting so Epyx. much i feel
1: like i'm on the ringer <laughs> i feel like i'm on the ringer every host yelling you bill um, simmons shout
0: harry and uh and what's her name <laughs> <laughs> that became big news I was, I, I feel I, like I, oh gosh all right all right let's not digress anyway the reason why I bring it up is because like that lost things like this, where you have such a central mystery, you do have to work harder to get people interested in the characters, right? Right. And the world right. itself. They got you very quickly into the mystery, the hard drive, his Rashida Jones, wife, she's on the case. She figures out the fucking secrets. Then, um, uh, Juliet, Rebecca Ferguson's boy. He figures out all the secrets, right? He knows what's going on, George.
1: Big son.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then all of a sudden, what happens? It's all pulled out from you, right? It's all pulled away. You need to get mm-hmm. to know Rebecca Ferguson. Her character almost completely changes from this kind of mute brute to a more sensitive, open, emotional She really, her character really transforms and I I loved it, but there is a bit of a pull with me that I want this thing to open up. I want to figure out why they're there, I want other, I envisioned when this show first started solo, I envisioned that by this time they would have been out of the silo and would have figured out that there's like 20 silos or they're on Mars or some, or you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like the show hit, hit a point, especially with the last episode, when you find out that that the man who's kind of pulling all the strings is Bernard which is the Tim Robbins character right
1: Andy Dufresne Yeah Andy Dufresne
0: right um <laughs> but when, once you find that out I feel like now we have to explode this thing we've got to you know what? get bigger
1: That's you know and that's a great point because I love Rebecca Ferguson um big fan Mission Impossible The Red Tent bunch of other stuff which she's in with ian glenn who's also with a weird american accent in this show which i love i love some ian I've glenn used
0: to his weird american accent it's actually I have rather too. interesting i love the acting gerard mormon
1: love ian glenn i love jack taylor i don't know if you ever anybody's ever seen jack taylor but it's the he's like a former scottish i saw one policeman episode
0: yeah I, th- I think I saw one or a couple episodes on that Why didn't I actually oh, go back
1: yeah he's like you know a drunk p i but he's former uh, I forget what they call it Scar- not Scotland Yard but whatever they have these the Peacoats. uh sorry for our people in the United Kingdom who are messing this up but um but it's it's fantastic' cause I'm a big fan of that in Wallander with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just like those types of things attract me. Uh, those like older guys who down on their luck, but they're still investigating murders. And, and anyway, I digress. Um, so what the hell was I trying to say? <laughs> you know, it's tough when you talk about <laughs> a show for the what, first time.
0: I think that's what we both want to be solo. We just want to be older guys down on their luck investigating murders. I think right, that's, that's what we want. That's be. our thing, man. You know, we should that's do a, we, we should do, do a, uh, Oh, that reminds me of a show that I'll talk about after, but I was going to say we should do a murder podcast at some point and everybody does one
1: where we kill each other. No, my God. By Drinking.
0: No. no, Oh, no. 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 Oh, that might be fun.
1: Yeah. It might be good. Good for the ratings. Um, That's so high. out. I, I, I slip (laughs) and then throw a beer at your head or something. Yeah. That sounds good. That's, but that's, happens every weekend, but no, uh, (laughs) it's tough when you dive in to do a show you like about eight episodes and then like going in on all these tangents uh but the thing is to go on your point is it started out with the mystery of everything right off the bat yeah then going outside is it poisonous mm-hmm. are they poisoning putting poison in the suits is it a mental thing are they really seeing the bright why you know yes and exactly
0: so- are they in a in, are, are they could it be that they're in a simulation? Uh you know what I'm saying? Like, oh could god, be if they're in a simulation, don't spoil. I'm done. Don't spoil. Don't spoil that show. I'm
1: done. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Because there's like three or four shows that are simulations oh, no. that piss me off. Anyway, no spoilers. However, but then it really got into the character of Juliet Nichols, and I got kind of bored with it. Mm-hmm. Because it went in that direction. Because you kill off what you think are the leads of the show. And then you go to her. But then they I felt they spent a little more time where I started not liking her. She seemed too pushy and too much yeah. George George. And then she finds out he was using women to get what he wanted. And like it like, was all for naught. And I'm like, I don't care about this. You know? So... <laughs> That's where I was frustrated with the show, but then the last couple episodes have been fantastic. I thought, and they really gotten back. Okay, Bern, Bernard is Tim Robbins is, you know, basically the guy pulling the strings, and you got Common as Sims, who's badass and scary. AI, AI, uh, but on. but yeah. So I, I just I want you know it's like when. Juliet jumps at the end on the cliff. You know, you're like, is she dying or is she, whatever, have something planned? Um, Just bring Kiefer Sutherland in.
0: Yeah, I'm fine. I agree. I agree. Or just bring people
1: uh, Sutherland in. we like, got to kill everyone. All. We
0: were talking about the impetus of doing this podcast is you were like, is she alive or is she dead? And I was like, she just communicated to that old lady to throw a bunch of pillows at the bottom of the side. <laughs> 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 or just like a big balloon. So she bounced. Like she's in like the bouncing game. Up.
1: In the game.
0: Yeah. It's Spoiler a, in the game. Yeah. It's a setup but, uh, or something. I feel like it is. But yeah, it, this is a, this is a really good show. I agree with you. I lost a little bit of, I wouldn't say, I was still very interested because it has the hallmarks of so many things I love, which is like kind of hard sci-fi, mystery at the center, moody, it's, it's shot great, it looks great. Uh, I'm really liking common. Usually common annoys me a little bit. That whole AI thing. I think just seeing that for like a whole season of football, every time you went, you couldn't even get to the <laughs> controller fast enough to fast forward. And common would be like, AI. I was like, just chill with the AI. <laughs> He's a little overexposed as they say, but I like him in this role. And I like the way they they dove into him and then they're diving. Now, hopefully we'll really find out man. a little bit more of Tim Robbins character also want to mention that because I listen to Bubba and Catfish do their podcast and they read the book and Bubba keeps on talking about how he f- always felt like this and Game of Thrones would make great TV shows, I'm kind of – but then they kind of were talking about how they're only doing like – the first half or or a little bit more of the first book in this season. So that, so they're kind of cool your jets, like things might slow down. So I was kind of prepared for it, but I also, see, Oh, go ahead.
1: No, no. See, I got, I got a bone to pick with Bubba. <laughs> All right. Not pick catfish. It. I never have a problem with catfish.
0: Even though catfish I just hate- is bones, right? Catfish bones.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. Well, if you eat it, yeah. Um, I'll get to the skeleton. Um, no, but Bubba always does shows that he's read the books of. I want like pure Bubba. I don't oh, want compared
0: Bubba. Oh, but that's kind of. But want, that's their thing. I don't
1: want seven double Ms, but four double Ms for the book based on the book. I want pure Bubba. Okay, and that's okay. what we got with Dark. Whoa. I felt with him and and Tiny. Yeah, true. So Bubba, true. stop reading. Stop, stop reading books. Reading. Well,
0: I maybe want you to- we should recruit him solo. <laughs> maybe we'll recruit Bubba to do a pod on something that he knows nothing about. We'll be like, you're not I want him not to- even to
1: watch the yeah. show and just <laughs> pod with
0: us. <laughs> well, we tried that with Alcatraz, but it didn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, not even watch it. Just come on the pod and talk.
0: Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Silo, no, but I, I'm in for it. I am, I'm, I, I'm in, you know... It ne- I never felt bored. I-, I just felt a little bit like not that kind of rush that the first episodes gave us. I want to know more about this world. I want to see it open up and expand. And I'm in for another season. I think it's going to be renewed. I think Apple TV is, even though there was some news today, actually, that um, Sam Esmail, the guy who did Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Uh, He was all ready to shoot like they had some sets built. They were ready to go into production on a TV series of the famous Fritz Lang sci-fi classic film Metropolis. And they're going to make a TV series out of it for Apple and they shut it down and it's and they said it's dead. They're not just like waiting till after Uh. the strike which is it just I do not understand why anyone is shooting anything during this strike. It looks so bad when your name is in the trades like they just shut down these two shows like just shut that they shouldn't have been going. You always need writers. Everything is always being rewritten. I don't yeah. know it's like on a daily basis. It's like the crazy people when lost when they were like it wasn't planned out. It's like nothing is pl- is really planned out. Every, everything I know, they is make it up as they endeavor. go along.
1: Yeah, what that's called do you freaking think? writing, assholes.
0: You know, you, it's not real. Of course they make it up as they go along.
1: God.
0: There's not, I hated it's that. It's not like it existed and then they made it into a show. Yeah. It didn't exist before that. They're
1: making it. So yes, it. they're making it as they go. It's very
0: silly. It's, it just shows to me, whenever I see that comment, I immediately know that it's that like person you, never you, made anything like anything like they're not totally uncreative
1: tv shows are done per season you meet you plot out the season because a lot of times you're not renewed or you are or and you and you have the arc for the season everything gets changes
0: money weather right actors who don't want to be in hawaii
1: anymore you have different factors where then you have to adjust and adapt. You can have uh you know, an outlook like okay, we know this is gonna be six seasons, then you can plan the outline, but you can't write the scripts in television that far and ahead. You just can't. You think it's people- just not
0: Solo, you think uh. that after things like the Expanse, Game of Thrones, which are such big in these genre, all the Marvel move every the way that everything is changed around, and people are like why they change it? It's like because they <laughs> have to make something; they can't just yeah. imagine it and it appears. But there is, I, I do that, that. That's actually a good segue. I'll ask you. Maybe we won't talk about it. But have you watched any of Black Mirror yet?
1: Not the not the new. Okay, I I'll talk about that with left. Andy
0: then. I'll talk about that. Yeah, with Yeah, I still
1: tomorrow. have a season left. Okay. Um, I I, I for whatever reason, like you, just sometimes I just haven't gone back to it. But I love you know I freaking love Black Mirror. Well, um, I don't.
0: We won't talk about Black Mirror, but I'll ask you a different question, Solo, because transitioning a little bit out of Silo, if we can, is that okay? We're already done with Silo. Yeah. Do you want to talk it. more about Silo?
1: Well like five more minutes
0: okay <laughs> all right <laughs> then i want to okay, ask so you what, about ai and writing and the strike and everything because okay,
1: you're okay. a sag member yeah. yes i am um okay what well, anything else on silo what else you got on we, silo i thought uh, we did a good job oh i got one question okay for hit you. me so okay so when a few episodes ago when they had to shut down the generator to fix it yes and then when the power went back on uh-huh did you notice in the cafeteria yes, where you I see did. the dark gloomy like kind of what's going on and then you saw the bright yeah and then it went back I what sure did you did. take from that what did you take from that i haven't heard anyone talk about it they
0: i still continue to think that there's poison in the tanks they're giving them and that if they just walked up there they'd be fine I, I okay say,
1: that's what lady solos that's yeah. what she said right off the bat
0: well we sh- i should ask you i haven't asked you what's your theory on what's going on where are they why are they there what's oh. what's above ground what what's your whole theory
1: my theory is if you notice and this goes back to um god damn what show i guess a little handmaids a little um rabbit hole on how the whole silo thing it's higher-ups controlling people to live by certain rules i mean they have you're not allowed to have any special relics which you know a pez dispenser a, a watch but it can be sanctioned you can't have possessions just the stuff you need and you work and you go home And maybe there's a fun day on the stairs where you can cheer and drink and get into a fight, but it's pretty much like the old days. So I'm thinking there is more out there, but they do poison you when you go out because why spray that? You know, the stuff they spray before you go out, don't they spray? I'm supposed to spray them when they come back in. So to decontaminate (laughs) yourself. Why are you getting decontaminated when you go out? What is that spray? And what's the point? So the suit only lasts three minutes so you can rub off the camera and then die. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. And I had a part where maybe they've ingrained this so much in in your head that when you go out there, you think you're going to die, that your mind shut, like begins to shut down because that's what you're supposed to think. But I'm thinking when he took his, when uh, Holston took his freaking mask off and then he fell near his wife, like he had the mask on already. So if he's poisoned inside that mask or before he goes out, then it wouldn't matter. So what if he gone out there without any of that, the mask or, you know, the suit? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like my thoughts. It's just one of those controlled things there that. That, you know, kind of, I mean, not like, kind of like the village, kind of like different things. I think it's fine out there because she did say if it's fine out there, she'll clean the, you know, the camera or whatever. And I mean, the fact that people don't even know what a camera is or they don't know what certain things are. I just feel that it's just one of those, you know, billionaires or somebody who just want to control people and and have their own uh their utopia which isn't utopia for as anyone really because uh, no one's happy because yeah. they but the threat of you can't go out is what keeps them there so that's my feeling
0: i think we're on the same about the same page i expressed this last time we talked about it um uh and oh and i which is i think uh, pretty much the same as you, that for some reason, the founders wanted them to stay in this state. They felt like, I mean, we've seen it so many times in our own world, right? They, f- they feel that this is the right way to live. Right, right, right. It's like, you know what it reminded me of is that old documentary. I think it's called Sound and Fury about deaf people getting cochlear implants And about how there is a large and I guess the movie that won the Academy Award recently um, kind of delved into this, too, about there is a large contingent of deaf people that feel like, hey, we were born like this on purpose, like we don't need sound. Right. So that's hard for a person who hears to understand that concept, right, to think that they believe that sound is somehow an intrusion So it would Mm. be hard for someone in that silo who wants to get out to understand that people's like, no, this is the best way to live. Right. So when you're watching, I think that would be like a cool, that's kind of a cool switch around that, that gets kind of deep. It's like a cult, like, um, dedication to living like this.
1: Now, my thinking is now everyone's like, okay, it's been 140 years since the revolution, it's been, you know, so before that, when the silo was built and with all these relics, everyone, I think, assumes that, oh, it must be 2023 and then 140 years later. No, I think this is happening in like the 80s or oh, the early it's an 90s. an
0: alternate universe.
1: Not an alternate universe. I think this is really happening. But like while we were in high school, this is going on right now. Kind of interest
0: okay that's weird
1: so 140 years yes is like maybe i don't know the 1800 i, I, okay. I don't know it's something i'm I, I'm, I'm maybe not that on long it? or maybe yeah i'm working on it but i think this could be happening like like right now say episode nine of silo could be 2020 right now
0: it could be like an experiment
1: be- well that was another thing an experiment it's possible. I, I I don't know. I almost hope it's not. <laughs> but I'm just thinking because of what the relics are.
0: Before. That they don't want. Well, see, that's what leads me to believe that there was some sort of war, right? And it destroyed the earth. And I think it's maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of years later. And then the people discovered, hey, we can go outside now. And the people and the, and the the powers that be, whatever they were at the time, judiciary or whatever, said, no, We, if we do that, we're just going to end up the way we were anyway. So we have to keep people in the silo. We have to keep them under watch, under lock and key, so we can prevent Society, we have to create a perfect society that doesn't do that and the other people were like fuck you we're out and they're like okay well if you're out you can never come back near us so we'll maybe they have right. nuclear weapons or something like that themselves
1: i think it's y2k you know? Ooh. I think it's why because that because that I think it's a Y2K thing because you know, the panic when we thought the world was going to go backwards, we weren't going to have this, everything yeah. wasn't going to work. Yeah. I think in this world, in this world, Y2K, it went, something went wrong and they build this, or, or they were starting to build the silo already. And then they got people in there because think about the relics, a Pez dispenser. Okay. 80s, 90s, that video camera, that is a very late nineties video camera. Right. Yeah. I had one like that, The you know, in the late nineties. So I'm thinking, you know, but you know, I know the things don't match up with the people who are in there. Who is the oldest person in there? So maybe, uh, maybe not. Okay. So maybe not. We're working through this. Maybe my theory isn't it's 2010 <laughs> while they're in the silo. Maybe, the excuse me, maybe the late 90s Y2K is when shit went down in this universe.
0: Interesting. I like you dating the the relics. That's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not these weird futuristic relics that we don't recognize. It's not an they, iPad. Yeah, they're it's relics not, from it's the not last a bobblehead. from now or a little bit well, before now. Right, like the hard yeah. drive looks like you're right. That could be, I mean, it could be now, but it could also have been '90s, early 2000s. So I, I think that's interesting the way you're. That's where I want. That.
1: Yes, okay. yeah, it's not happening right now, and they're in a silo, and you and I are podcasting about a silo. We are in a silo. We are in a silo, but I, I, I do think when the silo, re- I, I think the origin of it was Y2K. That's okay. my prediction. I dig
0: it. I dig it, baby. Oh,
1: I like I like how we worked that out, Axel. I like that. I like the way you connected
0: it to the relics and, and to a time period. I, I was thinking I it's think much farther in the spent, future. But
1: I did too, but why don't they have something from 2030? Yeah, like like, yep. Or why like don't they have the future, an iPhone 20...
0: or something?
1: Right. right? So... And they're using what looks like 80s computers. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Computer system. Like that's what it is. So, Dharma-like.
1: Or it's mid-90s Dharma-like. even. It's, it's very Dharma-like. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe this silo was built 160 years ago, the revolution 140 years ago. So we could be in the next century, of course. But, you know, I don't think we're in like 3030 30 because the relics... I think I think they spend so much time on the relics that we can't overlook that. Yeah, I dig it, man. All right, that's that's what I thought. All right, let's transition. Let's now. transition. From silo. Speaking
0: <laughs> of silo, I want to know if what you're. We haven't talked about this stuff a lot on the pod, and I think I'm going to talk to Andy about this a little bit. Where Andy and I. Are yeah, do I don't want to step
1: tomorrow. on because I know you and Ando were doing a pod tomorrow. No, it's fine, dude. I don't want.
0: I don't think we were gonna. I don't want to step yeah.
1: on any toes because I love did. my Ando. I think Hey he, Ando, if you're listening right now, if you're cutting down trees or something, <laughs> I want to do a baseball pod with Ando.
0: Oh, I'd listen to that. I have been yeah. watching a little baseball here and there. I don't know anything about
1: But me and it, Ando so. need to do a pod. Because Ando, I got him in my fantasy baseball league with Jack and a bunch of and Glenn and a bunch of my friends oh, and it's so um, wee,
0: Just set up a time. You guys record it on Zoom, send me the file, I'll post it.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do that. So, ando, we got to figure out when we're gonna do a baseball pod. Anyway,
0: all right. So, what are your thoughts on the writer strike, and what are your thoughts on some of the main issues at hand, which are the studios and producers trying to limit rooms, make kind of mini writers' rooms? There are not. They are not really growing uh, or changing with the way that TV has changed. People no longer do a 24 episode seat, right? Like if you were a writer, you could be employed for years. Now you do like six episodes and of course, AI, which is what a lot of people like to talk about. And it does seem to be happening quickly. Um, AI writing scripts, making adjustments, starting with the script, people editing it. What are your thoughts on all these things, Solo?
1: Well, this is my thoughts. I don't want I don't give a shit about AI and what the AI is going to write a script. Now, some people might say, "God, this movie was written for shit. We should have got a, <laughs> you know, artificial intelligence to do it." But I love the human element, and that's what makes our world so great. It's human beings coming up with ideas and brilliant ideas. Yeah, there's some shitty ideas. I mean, hell, there's a lot. But, like, that's the whole fun part of it. You know, and, and we come we're, – we're getting to a point, especially in Hollywood, in storytelling, in creating, where so much has been done for over 100 years now – That, you know, where do we get new ideas from? And it's the beautiful minds of the writers and and the creators and the collaborators. And it's so tough to write something new, to come up with something that we never thought of or a twist. Like when we did our film, there's nothing super special about it but the twist of certain things i don't think people will see coming and but it's nothing new but it's something that people may know about or might not know so but it's telling a story and when it comes to characters like if using technology to create the actors like that's BS. I mean, remember when tales from the crypt brought back Humphrey Bogart for like a quick frame <laughs> back in the day. I mean, okay. But like with, especially with shorter seasons, we're getting more, better quality on non-network shows. It's just the fact because you can get away with more. You can do more. You have more time and not the network where it's a certain season Advertising, there's all these factors involved. And so if you're doing only 12 episodes, but if it's not 22, say, for a drama or 24, the standard for sitcom back in the day, it's just like with residuals, like the rich are getting richer. And sure, the writers make good money, but there's certain writers who don't make the elite money and they, and these residuals is what helps because they may not get a job for a year. Yeah.
0: And the streaming isn't know? giving
1: that. They're not
0: things and That's the thing. And with anymore. the new content,
1: I mean, that came out with yeah. the internet, just with commercials and stuff and why we had negotiating pro- because of there was no residuals on the internet. It was either a buyout or nothing, you know, new media. I mean, without the writers, you don't got shit. Okay my film without Giles Andrews, my director who changed the concept of my movie and rewrote a lot of the stuff without him. I don't get my movie. Yeah. And writers are fucking amazing. And it's a mate in writers rooms. Yeah. You have your David E. Kelly's your Quentin Tarantino's who may not have a, don't have a writer's room and just write, but those are like geniuses. Okay. <laughs> those are like, though, that's not the norm collaboration if i can get 10 20 people in a room or whatever it is and we work together and have all different and not just white people you know all different type like well this is an asian character you shouldn't do i mean you need that diversity because you don't want everyone's every character sounding the same being the same that's not the way it is unless it's the movie island you know where everyone is you know
0: (laughs) even then though hey
1: well, even then, until you meet Steve Buscemi off the, but you no, know, it just, it's just like, honestly, there's so much money being made in Hollywood and the writers and act I mean, everybody, I mean, even the crew, even a PA, I wish the PAs got paid more because they do the shit jobs and they're looked upon like, oh, you're nothing, but you know what? They get the fucking dirt shit jobs done that you need to get done. Yeah, and so that's why when I was on my set, I made sure everyone was, was treated the way they should be respected as a human being and that no matter what your job is. And, and I just feel that, you know, if people are compensated in the right way, they're going to produce better. And it's just, it's just, it's just like, God, I mean, there's only a small percentage making all the money. And sure, it's distributed and, and everyone, you know, you, you hear about your George Clooney salaries, your Brad Pitt salaries, but what about your Heath Sentazos salaries? Exactly. Like, you know, what? You know, I have to get like two guest star roles a month in order to, to live in California and without res- the right residuals, I'm not, you know, it, it helps. So. Anyway, that's just kind of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get super deep into it, even though I guess some people say I might have just got super deep, but that's what she said. Thank you, Michael Scott. <laughs> but but no, I, I, I just feel, I, you know, I mean, call me biased, but I'm on the side of the writers and, of course, yeah. the actors. And, and, and I just feel that, you know, it's a special uh, – what the writers do is remarkable and – uh, you know, it's, it's how movies get made. It's the first process in the whole, I mean, you get an outline, you get an idea and it continues you have to write the damn script. Out.
0: That's, you know,
1: well, creative. yeah, I mean the editor, it ends with the editor and the distributor and the, you know, but like there's a whole process of how a movie gets made, but the writers are the concept. And you know, my good friend, Chris Sparling, who worked his F and ass off to, he was writing every F and day. And he finally, you know, got over 10 years ago, probably 15 years ago now has, you know, built a career. And, and, you know, so it's hard for me not to be on those types of guys' sides because I've seen it happen. I've seen the struggle and I've seen the brilliance that comes out of it. And, you know, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask, but let's just get it done, get these writers paid. Either the right residual, right everything, actors too, and let's go on to make great films and great TV.
0: Agree with you, Solo. I mean, I think for me, it really comes down to the process of writing. Continue, yes, of course it does. I mean, it it stops when you get to a post, so like the later stages of post production. But even in post production, they have to bring people in with ADR and and to change things around, oh, and yeah. shooting new scenes. It's not you just write and then you leave. It continues throughout, and I think that um, that's an important thing to understand how how it's an art. How people have to learn how to do it. Um, you know, we're hearing a lot about bringing different showrunners up, and without larger writing rooms, there aren't people who actually know how to do a show. I listened to a great a couple of great mm-hmm. podcasts about this and people talking about their they would go to a show and someone would they'd be throwing out ideas that they just can't even do. And they're like, have you ever been on a set before? And they're like, no. And they're because they're hiring cheap. Right. And then they're not developing these people and letting them, they won't pay to have them go to the set and be a part of the process because they want to keep people away from each other so they can control the different aspects and push the buttons. It's just, it's all control shit. The money is ridiculous. I mean, come on, you know, all these studios and everything's about, pleasing wall street and then in the end the people mm-hmm. who actually make it don't get paid act should actors get paid yes but even actors they're outrageously paid you know what i'm saying oh that and
1: hey, whoa, whoa.
0: the huge well, actors solo when yeah no, most no, no, actors are no, not no. right but the huge Well, no see- i mean
1: i mean the, oh this is the i, I just want to get this in there for the for our great patrons in our, you know, our DVR podcasting community. Um, So if you're in a SAG production, okay, which is unionized, it's not non-union like reality shows and different things. I mean, as an actor, like normal scale to have one line in the show, mom, okay. If you're not a, you know, you're just a regular actor, you'll get paid close to a thousand dollars for the day. Now, you may Like, when I did Snowfall, okay? I was in three scenes. I didn't have... They ended up... I had one line, but they didn't. But it was basically me in a car. I walk out. The next scene was... We we get into a house, and there's a big, you know, Mexican standoff, which was cut from the show. And then we had another scene where they discover me and my partner duct-taped and beaten to hell. Okay? That was three days of shooting. And... Because of the schedule, I got paid a fourth day because I had a day off in between like two days or whatever it was. But I, I legally by the union, I have to get paid, which you could say is ridiculous, whatever. So that's four days. So I made like four or five grand on it. And then with residuals, I got pr- I've gotten paid probably another four grand over the last few years. So it's, it's almost eight grand. And that's just scale, which is a lot of money. But if you're don't, if you not doing two or three of yes. those a month, it doesn't add up. Right. It adds up. you know. Yes.
0: I wasn't being anti-actor. That's I was going to lead into what no, you're I know saying. You were. I know you were. Which is, I know you, you, were. you see these big directors, big writers, <gasps> big, huge people. You're talking about Tarantino, blah, blah. Those are the 1%, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what we're talking about is, a writer you never heard of. And, and then it's just like, class. yeah, when we're doing a pod and we're like, oh my God, this person, we like to look down the IMDB and go, wow, they did all this stuff. They must be good to work with. They're professional. They, you know what I'm saying? They grow their mm-hmm, career. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the pipeline, if you're not hiring a lot of people, you can't even develop a middle class, let alone develop these huge stars Another thing that people have been talking about, it's interesting that a lot of these huge writers, directors, and stars are so old now. Like, where's the new ones? And then when you start saying, why aren't there new ones? Because they're doing something. They're on freaking YouTube or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're doing... the the money is elsewhere because the production houses and the huge studios are gobbling up all this money to make the only huge movies. Basically in the end, the system works best. If there is a middle class, right? If people are, if like you can have a life and live by acting, by writing, by directing, it's not just Tarantino Spielberg. That's kind of my point. Like you see, Brad Pitt, like you're saying, he does get outrageously paid $20 million. Come on, you know, and then they'll say, well, he brings in the thing and everything. Yes, that's true, but it also takes like 300 or more other people to make the movie he, that shows his big face.
1: Well, perfect example is that Gerard Butler film that was on Netflix. It was a $12 million budget, they paid Gerard Butler $10 million. And 2 million was for everything else because they knew they could sell it with Gerard Butler as the name. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me?
0: And that's the way the system works. Right. And then the actual
1: it's just the way it is. Yeah.
0: So, and that's not, that doesn't really benefit, but then you hear like, as you would go on to and have said to me, good things about, Oh, well he, when you hear like, George Clooney buys everybody a car, buys the sound, pays the sound guy's house off or something. You know what I'm saying? Like when you hear yeah. things like this, you're like, why do they why does that why don't you hear the CEO of uh <laughs> whatever yes. of that? You know that's doing a great that.
1: point, Axe. Oh, because they're that's a creative great point, people
0: Axel. and they know that it takes all these they other know. people to make the fucking movie. You know I what mean, I'm saying? I, so
1: I didn't you know, and I, I don't really do extra work, but I got an opportunity to play a dead body in a George Clooney, Brad Pitt movie for Apple, uh, wolves. And let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, I was one of 20 extra dead bodies, dead goombas and a, in a big fight scene, but like I was treated so well, like, and I'm an extra, but it's because it's a Clooney Pritt, Pitt pit thing. Even Clooney walked by and he goes, Hey, you guys better eat something. Uh, You're going to be laying down on the ground for a while, (laughs) you know, like just like little comments like that. But it was just like, uh, you know, the set was amazing. And believe me, I've done extra work before and you get treated, you know, now you get treated a little better because times have changed, but you're on a a pit and Clooney film. You ain't going to get treated bad. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. And that just goes, yeah, these guys are making tons of money, whatever. That's fine. But you know what? It, it, it's like, but it extends down to even down to the worst, you know, the end of the end, the extras yeah. or the PAs. And, like and, that's how they are.
0: And, now, and and haven't we seen in the last couple of years, the explosion of streaming where there's like 500 scripted shows a year now or so, you know what I mean? It's like, it's ridiculous, yeah. man. So you're talking about a lot of people who are trying to work and really the film and TV industry and well, the creative industry is a place where a lot of unions still exist, which I think is a good thing. And, and you can, you have can to have it band together and, and kind of, you,
1: you know, you, you have to have it Axel, especially with actors, because the reason why SAG was formed is because, you know, they were just studios were just using actors for yeah. like say 16 hours, not paying them shit and not feeding them. And, and you needed to unionize in order because you're a human being. You need, I mean, when we're on kids too, you know, right? yeah, we're on the set of the, you know, the Clooney pit film, you have access to food 24 seven, you, you know, granted you're not, you know, you, you don't, you're not, you, you know, you're sitting down maybe at a, you know, table and chairs or whatever in a room, but you know, you, you can go get some coffee. You can go get a snack at craft services. Like it, it's pretty, pretty nice. Now you get some sets, where, you know, it, it, it's hot and you you're not get you know it, it, you can be treated bad and especially if you're doing a non union production, they're not expected to treat you like humans, you know. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so it, it's tough because you know so it, it's just like there's so much money being made and I mean we're running into it now as we we start meeting with um, sales agents to sell our film and who gets paid first and what this costs. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, what people should have got paid on our film because we were so low budget. Everyone got a certain scale based on the contracts. But if we were doing a, you know, $50 million film, people would be getting more than taken care of, you know? And so, and there's a lot of people out there. We're making movies. We're making TV at, you know, low cost prices. And when you look at it, it's not like you have this job 365 per year. Yeah. You may be working for a month.
0: That's the thing, man. That's the thing is that's another thing that I think the, in the same way that I think the, uh, the, the, the normies don't, don't get about how things are created, but no one listening to us is a normie. Um, a lot of normies are like, Holy God, Solo said on the podcast he got paid eight thousand dollars for that. It's like, but you understand this isn't the type they did not hire him to come into work every day with health insurance from nine to five, and he knows that he can take a day off and get paid or he gets a certain number. No, this is a this exactly. is like four hire contract limited basis up to the creative whims of the people, and they could cut you too. Right, they can hire you, and then you get onto the set, and they go, "I'm sorry, we, we, you know, we just talked to the right." Your part
1: was written out. We're not going to use you.
0: Exactly. Maybe you'll get paid for the day if they're very nice to you. Or, right, I don't know what the contracts are. Uh, There's certain terms if you show up.
1: Yeah, essentially. Once my deal memo came over, I was hired for three days, got paid for a fourth day. So technically, I would have gotten paid if they cut me, but. But you still but don't get this. You know, Nobody sees it. That's not every it.
0: week. Yeah, but yeah, you, well,
1: that too. But that's not every week. I'm not getting paid eight, you know, yes, four grand exactly. a week.
0: It's not. It's not on. It's a, a one shot deal. Basis. It's 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 not even. Now part-time. I have
1: to go interview for another gig. Yeah, that hopefully pays me the same. You're you a free know, that's agent. The, yeah.
0: So that's something that people should consider too, because. I don't know, you know, fandom these days is kind of toxic and, you know, you hear and read things and people are like, who care? You know, they get paid. Oh, they're living in Hollywood or whatever. It's like, okay, there's a reality <laughs> to that, you know? And
1: people, There's a lot of shitty areas in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and also this is America too where anything artistic is seen as you're lucky you're doing it, but if you're like, you know, if you're, if you have any other job, they're like a working person. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just having fun. solely. you're just acting, right? But when you're doing something else, you're working really hard, but no <laughs> acting is really hard and forgetting a job is really hard and keeping working yeah. is really hard. So it could be yeah, people, harder a lot
1: of people look <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think acting. Oh my God, I would love that job. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, football player. I you would just love pretend that job. You're
0: somebody for a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well try it. Yeah. Try it and see. And, 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 and you'll, you'll understand. Yeah. But try solo. Everything. We'll show it, you. Try solo on <laughs> silo on solo,
0: but like, uh, you know,
1: it, but yeah, no, it, it, but it's, it's one of those things where once you, you know, you figure everything out and all that. You're like, oh, there is a lot of work. Like, you know, people watch my film and be like, how did you memorize all those lines? I was like, not only did I have to memorize lines, I was producing the thing. I was doing craft services. I was doing a lot more. So it's actually, you know, there's a lot more going on than even just memorizing my lines, but it's what I chose to do. And it's what I love. So I don't complain about it because, you know, but now with bigger budgets, you can get a little more leeway. And, you know, if you have more, a bigger crew, it just, it becomes more efficient and you can get stuff done quicker. But that's an, for another pod.
0: That's for another pod.
1: Hey, but you know what? What? I did, At least I didn't go to a checkpoint and then revert this <laughs> last po- this podcast to the beginning. That's true. That's
0: true, baby. Um, hey, before we go. Because I do need to well, get something se- to eat. Oh, were you were you on a Oh, oh what I was you just se- doing a segue. What were you segueing? The Lazarus
1: into? Project. Oh, the la- oh Lazarus Project. Okay. All right.
0: You know what, Solo? Let's talk about that after I um watch the newest episode. Since there are only two apps. I'll I'll watch that episode and we'll do a pod like next week. Oh, we'll do it. Week.
1: Okay. All I'm gonna say about Lazarus Project is I freaking love it.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna concur. And- I can. I and my really boy like Tom
1: too. Burke from CB Strike, which is going to definitely be in my top five end of the year shows. I love CB Strike, Ooh. especially in this episode, it's freaking awesome. And I love this effing show. And now I know it probably, our boy Gareth probably all, already watched the whole season. So I think it was released in the UK already. And it's been awesome waiting for TNT to All right. put it out, but solo had this two, is my this show.
0: CB strike. And what's the other one with Ian Glenn?
1: Oh, Jack Taylor, baby. Jack
0: Taylor and CB strike. Some shows that solo suggests.
1: the books were written by JK Rowling under a different name. Oh, and oh, that man. whole thing, she, because yeah. she yep. thought if she put her name on it, people, no, you know, wouldn't take it seriously. But CB strike just came out. I think with, We just watched season four, season five. I think it's season five. And it's an amazing freaking show. Uh, It's one of my favorites. And I'm I'm pissed again at Bubba for not covering it. Oh, you probably didn't read the books, Bubba. Is that what it is?
0: Shit, this is an anti-Bubba show. I'm
1: throwing down on Bubba. I want Bubba. I don't know. I miss Bubba. I just wish he was out here and not in Atlanta.
0: Well, we both really like the lazarus project it's oh uh, what is it on usa tnt, TNT. Motherfucker. Okay. on, on sunday it's on, on tnt sunday. i i shouted it out on the facebook group because i watched the first two episodes and i was like i really like this it's i'll, oh, I'll it's, say one thing it's great we, we can dive deeper next time but i will say the what i loved about it is the pilot seems to set it up like it's less serialized than it is but then it gets cut deeper which really kind of surprised me like i thought at the end just before actually the end of the first episode i thought oh okay so blah blah you know they've kind of set up what's going to happen and we'll just have like a new case every week and then it kind of dives deeper and I was like, ooh, this is really... So we'll, we'll save that. But I did want to shout out before we go because my tummy okay. is telling me I got to eat. A okay, crazy tummy. show for you and Lady Solo to watch. Earlier, we connected via text about um, Match Me Abroad, which you said <laughs> Lady Solo is already watching. A very fun show that I like. It's available on Max, but it's on, I guess, TLC. But yeah. um this show also I believe it's on Max is called the curious Case of Natalie Natalia Grace and it's it is the weirdest the most disturbing like I like we watch like three it's like six episodes it's a true crime series mm-hmm And I don't want to give, I'm not going to give anything away. I'm not going to say a word about what it's about. You'll see the picture, the curious case of Natalia or Natalie Grace. It's it's they're advertising it a lot. It is so fucking disturbing and weird and gross and it changes. And you think one. they did a really good job, it's still a bit long. Like all of these things are too long. But you'll really enjoy this one solo. It's going to... Oh, nice. You watch the first episode and you're like, okay, I I see what's happening here. It's still very interesting. Then you watch the second one you're like, what the fuck? And then you
1: watch the third like it. you're like,
0: holy shit, this is weird. It just
1: keeps getting weirder. I already like it.
0: Yeah, it is a very set, but it's like, I can't, we watched too much of it. I had to take a couple days off because it's kind of... (laughs) Whew, like, man, I just, I can right. take so much. So anyone, if you're into that kind of stuff, I know there's a ton of these things. My wife and I you have know started and that. stopped like 20 of them. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll suggest it to Ando tomorrow <laughs> too. He's probably seen some. There was another one um, about this guy trying to find who murdered his sister. That was on Max too uh i can't remember what the cinemax uh, oh
1: max i know I,
0: I feel so stupid calling it max i i'm gonna, i should just call it hbo max but
1: yeah that's what it'll anyway, always be us I, it'll I always know. be cinemax to it'll, me aka be. skin a
0: baby oh my god i can remember
1: put back strike in the back day. oh put michelle lukes and strike you back on Max.
0: solo when they used to have this super old cable box that was the dial like the the dial it didn't go around it was a flat dial and you pushed it and if you just got it kind of in between the cha- you could kind of see skinamax and oh I, yeah
1: in the scramble yeah the scramble and I would and all sit all there as oh, a yeah. kid and be like oh my god the 80s the boob. baby i think that's a boob oh my god oh yeah this is a boob. Bush.
0: Remember that from, uh, what's that, Revenge of the Rage Nerds? Revenge of the Nurse.
1: We got Bush. We got Bush. <laughs> we, got,
0: we got Bush. Oh, we my God. Bush. I got, oh, the at good some old point, days. I should let Locke watch the good old Revenge days the
1: in the silo, Axel. Yeah. The good old days were in the silo when we, we didn't it's need much. kind
0: of true. Kind of true, right? The world used we to be too the much. silo. Yeah. And we
1: have, really too too we have too much. We have too much. We have too much right now. We do,
0: too much, too little, too late to try again. But we will try again <laughs> on the next podcast with solo and folo. Yes, we will. Thanks for listening. Solo Silo
1: with-, with solo.
0: Yeah, baby. And
1: folo.
0: Any last words for you, solo?
1: Nah, just you know, uh, when's our uh, Taylor Sheridan show gonna be released? Oh,
0: lioness.
1: Lion, I don't lioness. know,
0: like July or something. There's a couple other shows okay. I was thinking. You know, there's that Idris Elba Apple show where he's like, "Oh, the hijack, baby." Yeah. We might have to have, double did you team watch, it.
1: Real quick, uh, real quick. Did you watch Invasion with Sam Neill?
0: Yes, I loved it.
1: Okay, because I just saw it. Like I didn't even know about it. And oh, I, after I was done with Silo, that I was like, is... "Shit, I want to watch this." Let me tell you, they just man. shot season two.
0: Yep, it is really. That is one too where the central premise, they you it takes time to get into like what's really happening, but the character work is so good and it's so interesting in the sets and the way it's shot. It's similar to Silo in that way, where it's a little bit yeah. of a slow burn mystery plot wise, but overall it keeps you in it and it's that one is really good and, and it, it kind of links if you notice, everything together.
1: If you notice, like after you watch Silo, the next like five like previews they show are all like post-apocalyptic. I know. They're good. <laughs> it's, it's like wait a minute. Okay, the world's ending. It's not good. The world's ending. It's not good. Let's the world. Okay, it's not good. It's you not
0: know. good, baby. It melt. I all melt right. with you. All right. I don't know what that.
1: <laughs> Were you doing the Cure song? I No, melt I was with thinking you? of
0: like a nuclear holocaust where we all melt together. Uh, that was just, oh. uh, go watch that. That'll cheer you up
1: <laughs> Chernobyl.
0: <laughs> All right. That's it. We're going to, we're, 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 we're done rambling. Thanks everybody for All listening. Right. Check us out at DVR Ciao. podcast, become a patron at D at patreoncom slash DVR. Give us a review on Apple on, on, uh, Spotify on stitcher on whatever the Streamberry wherever the hell you get us. Give us a review. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow talking to Andy, but I probably won't release. I'll give a give a day break, so I'll release that one probably on like Wednesday or something. But yeah, um,
1: Sandoz. Yeah,
0: let let people listen to Solo and Folo talk Silo and more TV (laughs) talk here on the DVR Podcasting Network.
1: Peace out, Bubba. Stop reading books.